Welcome to the Manager Track, the leadership podcast where we help ambitious managers across the ranks become confident and competent leaders people love to work for. I'm your host, Ramona Shaw. Welcome to this episode. I'm so glad you're listening in. We're going to talk about feeling stuck. So I've been a leadership coach now for several years, and I will say that the most common issue that I see people come to me with, and the most common issue that most of us have, is that we have moments when we feel we're stuck. Stuck in a conflict, stuck in a challenge, a job, or even our careers as a whole. And we want to make changes, right? We want to do something differently, but we're not able to get those results that we want because we feel stuck. For example, I remember the time when I was managing someone that I felt wasn't meeting the expectations. Now, I was trying different approaches. I was trying to give more feedback. I was trying to engage them in different ways, maybe reassign work um, so that it's playing to their strength a bit more, but nothing really worked. And I felt completely stuck in this challenge and how to get them to, um, right, you hear my words, how to get them to live up to expectations. Because I had this idea that they were not performing well. But nothing that I did quite worked until we finally decided to let that person go. Looking back, I recognized how stuck I was and that nothing that I tried really worked. But there was one thing I didn't try and that's what we're going to talk about today. So that was one example that I personally have. But for some of you, this idea of being stuck may manifest a self-doubt or lack of confidence and feeling like you're not good enough, right? For some of you, it could manifest as overworking and feeling like you need to take care of everything and everyone around you. Or maybe for some of you, it's struggling a little bit too much with leading your team and holding people accountable or giving feedback when it gets tough and uncomfortable, you're doing something that you know isn't serving you and you're doing it just a little bit too much. But because it's just a little bit too much, it's not causing like a huge problem, a huge volcano that explodes in your job. But it's something that keeps repeating itself and it makes you feel like you're stuck, stuck in a challenge, stuck in a situation or stuck in your career and you're not quite sure how to get to the next level or what to do next in your career. So for some of you, this could be about career progression and you feel like you're not really getting to that next level that you thought you deserve by now, or you know that you're not in the job that you desire to have. Like you want to make a switch, don't quite know how to make that change happen. Now for others, it is in your emotional life. You feel like you're stuck in worry or stress or frustration with coworkers or difficult relationships at work. But this issue with being stuck has become chronic problem for so many people and one of the things that I see in many of my clients is they don't take this stuckness seriously enough because it is not that big volcano right a lot of people think oh I'm just stuck in this area and I'll figure it out later when things calm down or I'm going to keep trying different approaches or I'm going to keep hoping that the situation will resolve itself or that something will get better and all of a sudden it will click So we tolerate being stuck. And I want to offer you that it does not have to be the normal case. It doesn't have to be. You don't have to tolerate this and accept it as just the way it is or just the way you are or just the way other people are. I also know that you listening, you might have given up on trying to solve a problem. You might have accepted its current situation. It's just, this is the way it is until 
I quit or until this person quits or until I fire them or until I choose to go a different path or until some other circumstance changes. So we're accepting it until a circumstance changes. We've tried to solve it, but it didn't work. Now, what I want to offer you is that the method that I use in coaching, I'm going to explain to you in a second what that is, can actually change and prevent you from feeling stuck ever again. Before we get into this, let's talk about what you might have tried in the past to solve these problems. So let's take an example. You might have a problem holding people accountable. And so what you would do and what most of us do when we're in a situation where we feel stuck is that we look at the symptoms. So what's a symptom of accountability? A symptom of accountability would be, for example, a missed deadline or unacceptable behavior that keeps coming, right? Keeps showing up. Someone frequently is late to meetings and they keep being late, although we've addressed it before. Or they keep missing deadlines, although I said not to miss deadlines and they promise not to miss deadlines, but they keep missing the deadlines. It keeps coming up. Or what's a symptom of self-doubt or lack of confidence? That could be insecurity. And as a result of that, it could lead to insecure or insufficient communication with the team or with stakeholders. And that could lead to misalignment and lack of perceived leadership, lack of trust possibly, because people see that you're not sure and then you're not confident or you're not standing up for someone. You're not sticking out your head. Those are all symptoms, right? So we'll look at the symptom and we'll try to go out in the world and manipulate it or change it and figure out what we could do. So if we talk about accountability, we will might just give in and ask less of people or we, change, we try to cover up and take care of miss and incomplete work ourselves. So right, we will be the ones fixing it so that we would meet the deadline. If it was a lack of confidence, we might um, try to pile up more knowledge so we would read more and listen to more podcasts, and watch more videos and maybe get another certification and we'd probably be looking for affirmation. We would constantly be looking at, am I, is this landing? Am I doing well enough? Do I get praise for this? Are people responding well or not? So I'm constantly in my head looking for affirmation and confirmation. And although these things work in the short term, right? So in short term, Learning more to feel more confident works, but it's not addressing the root cause of the issue, which it also means that it's, it's not addressing the issue in the long term because we're not treating that cause of the problem. We're treating the symptoms and you're trying to get rid of the symptom by using resistance and willpower, right? You're, you're trying to force something on to change that symptom. Oftentimes what I see happen is that people get tired. Not only that, you start believing that it's not possible for you or for it to change. You might get frustrated. As an example, I used to work with a client who got angry and frustrated in meetings. He would occasionally roll his eyes and he knew that people were threatened by him. They were intimidated by him. They knew that he got angry and they didn't want to meet with him. They didn't like it. They didn't want to collaborate. And so it had a big impact on his ability to grow in his career and as a leader because of that perception. Now he tried all kinds of different things to control his emotions and not roll his eyes or to not get as frustrated. And all those things work in the short term, but we have to get a layer deeper to address what's underneath all of that. So in ch instead of just changing the tactics or the thing that we do, we have to figure out what's going on inside of us. What are the thoughts that I'm having? What's the mindset and what's my attitude that leads me 
to do that certain behavior, to show up a certain way, to make a certain interpretation of what's going on. But the more we spend on solving the, the symptom and we go out there and we might Google or we might ask a mentor or we might look at what other people are doing and we see like the top seven lists to do this or the top five things to do that. And the more we get of this, the more likely it is that we feel overwhelmed. We have an information overflow and it could actually do more confusion or it could really go feed back into this loop where it's just getting tired because you're trying all these different approaches and and the more you try and it's sort of contradicting or doesn't feel right the more frustrated you might get so now i talked to a lot of people who are in these loops where they've tried different things and it didn't work and it keeps showing up or that that resistance that conflict or that challenge that situation or feeling stuck keeps showing up despite them reading blog posts and trying different approaches because that surface level treatment of symptoms doesn't actually address the root cause. Instead, it's just making us feel more overwhelmed, more stressed out, or more tired and exhausted about it. And we might just give in and tolerate it and hope that at some point, the circumstance, the situation will change and it will go away. But usually it's not the case. And if it does, it is very likely that it will come back. This particular challenge will come back just in another slightly different shape and form. So as I alluded earlier, we need to actually address the root cause. So when we try to address the root cause of anything that makes you feel stuck, such as like a conflict or a challenge or a job or even a career, we have to look at the problem in a different way. So when we look at problems overall, any problem can actually be categorized in one of five ways. There are only five types of problems that we can have. And this is a concept that I've learned from my mentor, Brooke Castillo, and others as well, because this is effective and this is where the true work of personal development and leadership development happens and where it gets really, really effective. So when we look at problems of the five types, we can either have a problem with circumstances that happen in your life or in your job, in our case, you can have a problem with what you're thinking or the way you're thinking. You can have a problem with what you're feeling or the way you're feeling. You can have a problem with what you are doing, so your actual behaviors, or you can have a problem with the results that you're getting. So I'm going to recap. This is really important. You can have a problem with the circumstance. You can have a problem with your thinking. You can have a problem with the feelings. You can have a problem with what you're doing, or you can have a problem with the results you're getting. And when you're able to filter the information in the world and in your life based on those five things, you're able to identify not just the symptom of your problem, but the cause. And it's very important for you to understand what's causing you to be stuck. Not just the fact that you are stuck and the effect of that, but what is ultimately causing it. And this method and understanding the five types help you identify that root cause really quickly. And as a result, your brain is able to have what we call an aha moment, which changes everything. So, okay, some of you might be listening to me now and say, hold on a second, well, how is this different? I'm still not getting it. And maybe if there are just five problems, how will that solve my problem? I am different. There's something I must be doing wrong or something in my circumstance that I can't control and I'm just sort of the victim of it and I can't change it. 
And many of my clients come to me and they think that something's wrong with them or something is wrong in their circumstances or in their environment and that they can't control. And what I want to explain is that for each and every one of us, the only problem we have is our human brain. Because unfortunately, the human brain's evolvement hasn't kept up with technology. So it hasn't kept up with our current environment, right? It hasn't kept up with the way we work. So if you think about the brain, it's still designed to be in a cave. It is still designed for survival. And what that means is that the brain is functioning on what we call the motivational triad. So the brain is always seeking pleasure. It's always seeking to reduce pain and it's seeking to be super efficient. And that makes sense back in the day when there was very little pressure to be had and a lot of pain and it needed to be efficient because there wasn't a lot of sustenance to be had. So fast forward to today, we have way more pleasure than what we know what to do with. We have really easy ways to avoid pain and we don't need to be as efficient. At least our brain doesn't need to have to be as efficient as it used to be. In fact, we have so many things in this world that make us efficient that we actually have to push our brain to work a little bit harder in order to achieve the things that we truly want. So if you hear me say this and talk about the motivational triad and you feel like, wait, that all seems good. Like, I don't get it. You genuinely don't have enough energy and you feel like you're spending too much time seeking pleasure and you feel like you genuinely want to avoid pain. That's not because there's something wrong with you. It's not because you're lazy and it's not because you're unmotivated. It's because that is what you are programmed to do. Side note, if you're struggling with time management, this is exactly why. So time management and all the planning tips and action tips, they're great, but only in combination with changing your thinking and the root cause of the problem, which usually has to do with wanting to avoid pain and seeking pleasure. So keep that in mind. If you're thinking about improving your time management skills, that is often one of those symptoms that we try to address without addressing the root cause of it. So that was a quick side note. But when you understand that your brain is immediately going to seek pleasure and there's so many false pleasures for it to see, you can actually be ahead of it. You can have a plan for it. And when you know that it's going to avoid pain, you're going to ease into the journey, meaning we might make it a little bit uncomfortable now, but that will ultimately give you those long-term results that you want. So you're not just giving in to the, the situational urge. You're actually being intentional and you understand your brain. So being stuck in this day of age is actually sort of expected. If you look at that motivational triad and the brain wanting to be efficient and avoid pain and seek pleasure... So that is part of the problem of why we feel stuck. But it's also the way your brain was designed to work. It's nothing wrong with it, but it's also not the only way. So you, for you to just be at the effect of it isn't the only option. You can be ahead of it when you understand how this is impacting you and how that is causing you feeling stuck. So we want to utilize the knowledge of the motivational triad, plan ahead and then we also want to understand the five simple problems, right? Circumstance, thoughts, feelings, actions, and results so that we can solve anything that you're dealing with. So I'm going to spend a couple minutes on explaining the five problems. 
because circumstances we cannot change. Truly, circumstances are factual. It's not interpretations of a fact. It is the thing that everyone on this planet would agree on and have the same view. For example, the sun is shining right now. It is two o'clock in the afternoon. You were five minutes late to a meeting. The things that are very factual. You could capture it with a camera and we would all see the same thing. That's a circumstance. The thoughts are what we think about these circumstances. And then our feelings is what gets triggered from our thoughts. And so the thoughts are actually where we can address the root cause of problems. Because unless we change our thoughts, which then influence our feelings and our feelings influence our actions, and then, and I bet you agree with me, our actions are what determines our results. When we understand how these are interlinked, we always know that we can go back to our thoughts and that's our lever. We can't change the circumstances, but we for sure can change our thoughts. And with our thoughts, we talk about the mindset. We talk about our attitude. We talk about the way we interpret circumstances. And then that will trigger our feelings and they will trigger how we show up to any situation. But if we feel like we can keep our thoughts and we keep our feelings, but we change what we do, like we can change a behavior or we can apply a little hack here or there, and then we expect different results and we're not getting that result and we wonder why we're stuck in the situation, it is because we haven't changed our thoughts and our feelings about the situation. So I might say, I'm going to stop be frustrated in meetings when other people don't understand what I'm saying or when other people um, haven't done the homework or when other people aren't prepared or when other people come late. And what I will do, so I will tell myself, don't get frustrated. So, so I will be in a meeting, someone comes in late or someone is unprepared and I used to get frustrated. Now I will sort of swallow, I will calm, I will take a deep breath because that's what I learned, take a deep breath, calm myself down in the moment and then I will say, don't react, don't react. But everyone around me can pick up, probably because my face is not a poker face, probably because my tone changes. Remember that 93% of what we communicate is actually not verbal, but is nonverbal in body language. So even if we don't say that we're frustrated, we don't leave a passive aggressive remark, it is highly likely that everyone around us senses our attention. And so the result that we're getting is not any better. People may still feel intimidated. People may still not like collaborating. But when I start at the very beginning and I start changing my thoughts about what coming late to a meeting actually means, does it mean that someone is disrespecting my time? Or is that not at all what it means? Is that just a thought that I made up that someone is disrespecting my time and therefore I get frustrated? That's one option, but there's a hundred other options to think about someone else, to think what it means when someone comes late. And I can choose what I think. Is it easy? No. Is it doable? Yes. And I see it all the time. I see the power of changing your thoughts all the time. And there's nothing special about my clients. They're not smarter. They don't have more time. They're not more accomplished. But they are committed to taking charge and to look at where and how they can take responsibility instead of being a victim to the circumstances. Because those things we can't control. So right, instead of being overwhelmed with a lot of action tips and quick fixes, we want to go way deeper and address things at the root cause. So I'm, I'm encouraging you and inviting you to think about this in your own life. 
think about where you feel stuck and what challenges you might have and then look at it from the perspective of what's the circumstance what's my thought what's my feeling what do I do what are my actions and then what's my result and if you want some help with this then reach out to me so we can chat because the reason why my coaching and this method is so effective is because I don't just coach and advise on leadership strategies and skills and give you tactical tips or career-related skills and quick fixes. My goal is to help you understand yourself in a whole new way so that you feel in charge of your brain and you can address the challenges that you have by solving the root causes and not giving in to quick fixes. And by the way, when I first started coaching my first couple of years, a lot of the content that I put out there was about quick fixes. And yes, once someone was in a coaching conversation with me, we would go deeper and deeper with every conversation. But I was contributing to the overwhelm by giving out like the seven tips to do this or the five things to do differently that way and so forth. And I'm not diminishing the benefit of understanding some key behaviors and being inspired to try something new and to learn and read those articles. I'm not diminishing it, but I'm saying that if you try this and you notice it's still not working, that problem, that thing that you're dealing with keeps coming back and you still feel like you're stuck in the situation. That's when I want you to realize the quick fixes won't do it. Learning more, Googling more, watching more videos is not going to solve the problem. The only way to get out of this is by understanding your thoughts, your mindset, your attitude, take charge of that and to understand your brain and the, the motivational triad so that you can be ahead of the game and not be at the effect of the brain that served us back when we lived in caves. Because that's when you really step into your power and that's when coaching gives you that 10x return on your investment that many people talk about. And it's also when you will reap the rewards from doing coaching and investing in yourself that way to understand your brain will pay you back for the rest of your career. So needless to say, if you feel inspired and you feel like, ah, oh, Ramona, I feel a little bit stuck in this area and I've never thought about it being about my thoughts and there being a root cause to it that I might not see, then let's talk. I do offer 45 minutes free leadership strategy sessions where we can talk specifically about the challenges that you have and the things that are going on in your life and develop a plan and roadmap and strategy to help you get unstuck and into a better place. So I invite you to take me up on this offer. Head on over to www.ramonashaw.com forward slash apply to book a call with me. And if you found this helpful and you thought this was a new perspective that you haven't thought about, then chances are high that someone else in your network, at work, a friend, a colleague, a partner would also find this interesting and would value and benefit from getting this new perspective. So please share this podcast along, share it on social media or send it to someone who could benefit from listening to it and give it a five-star review. If you haven't already, I'd so appreciate it. Thank you, a big heart from me to you and I'll talk to you next week. If you love this show, then you love even more my free training for new managers. If you haven't watched this training yet, then I'll strongly encourage you to sign up at ramonashaw.com forward slash masterclass. You'll discover the key shifts you'll need to make as a new manager and the number one most common mistake to avoid. Plus, you'll walk away with actionable tips that you can apply in your role right away. 
Go to RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass to sign up.